Welcome to the Mad Riders Union Worldcon Edition. Speculative destruction, one episode at a time. I'm Jay Wolf. I'm Tim Berger. And I'm Nina Niskan. And I'm Kelly Spera. Yay! Yay! Uh, this is live. Well, not for you people listening, other than the people that are here. I've already fucked this up already. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, for those listening online, this is our not safe for work, not safer, like whatever, because we are not bleeping, editing, blah blah blah. So you've been warned. I've already said fuck, so there's that. <laughs> Woo! Woo! Um, today, actually, does somebody else want to like lead into this a little bit, or? Oh. Today, since we have our wonderful author friend K.M. Spara, also known as Kelly Spara, uh, here, uh, who is basically a master networker, we thought we would pick his brand. Yeah, well, I was actually just going to, um, you know, lobotomize him and uh, <laughs> if, we, uh, if we eat his heart, we get his power. Well, yes, there's that too. <laughs> But, the face you're making right now, Kelly. <laughs> but <laughs> this could be I'm a very dark. I'm not entirely certain that I'm willing to share his heart. So you know, <laughs> you're gonna have to do the liver. Eating the heart of someone will not win you their favor. <laughs> Pro tip. Uh, by the way, before we launch into the networking, if you're hearing some background noises right now, we are in the secret Worldcon. Uh, underground waterfall lair, um, and we are we have some uh, mad writer minions with us. Any Yay. input? Yay! Okay. Yay. Sound excited, guys. <laughs> so, <laughs> so sometimes when you're at a con, it is like a tale of two writers. Let's say you have the one writer who is nursing his drink in the corner, staring at all of the wonderful people that they could be next to, and then you have... Or more likely, their phone. Their, yeah. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> or you have the Jedi Master-type networker, like Kelly. It takes like 20 minutes to get across the room. So. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever Only... made it across the room in 20 minutes? <laughs> no. no. No, you have not. <laughs> so I actually took... Uh, I was at... Kelly, you did a panel at Balticon. Right. Yeah, I have um, a workshop called Networking for Creatives that I did for the first time this year at Balticon. I forgot you were there. That's yeah. <laughs> um, do you want me to talk about it? Yes. Yes, please do. Um, well, I didn't prepare, I didn't prepare anything, but, um, <laughs> but basically um, it was supposed to be a 15-day uh, workshop that ended up being more like a half an hour and uh, <clears throat> We had folks come in, and um, I chatted a little bit, and then we uh, did some activities, and uh, everyone made friends, and afterwards, um, everyone ended up at the bar together, and I was just so happy that all my babies, all my babies were making it happen. So that's my um, that's my workshop that I will hopefully do again. And, and from an outsider's perspective, because I was there, it was remarkable to watch, especially at the bar. Because some of the people I knew were very nervous about meeting other writers or, or 
very intimidated about meeting people who they knew were successful or had published uh, a neophyte writer and being able to sit down with them at BarCon and talk that was cool that was very empowering for uh, I, I talked to a few people there they were very they leveled up so um, what's what's like the first thing to try to get across when you're when you're trying to do some networking well I mean it depends on the situation um, what a couple like a couple of the scenarios um, that sort of came up while we were uh, doing that workshop was uh, like, what if you are alone in the bar, um, someone asked, and, uh, like, one of the strategies, so you're not just sitting in the corner talking on your phone or, like, looking through Facebook, um, is, especially if we're someplace like Worldcon, where there's, like, a million people, um, is just to go find an empty seat amongst the people. Um, so if you, like, sit at the bar in between some other people and you're waiting for a drink, everyone else is waiting for a drink, you automatically have something in common, you all want alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> and does it matter who's next to you at that point? Like, I've met some cool people just by, um, just by being like, oh, what are you drinking? You know, and then they're so-and-so, and then you just have to say, hi, you know, my name's Kelly, and you're friends now. <laughs> <laughs> You've been through this ordeal. <laughs> it, it does not work like that way. Really. You introduce yourself immediately. Always introduce yourself immediately. Last night, um, I walked back in here. Um, I was with Jay. Uh, well, I think I was by myself, but I saw Jay and Tim and a, and a few other folks um, at the bar, and I walked in over and sat down, and um, someone in a sparkly dress walked past, and I just said, oh my god, I'm so sorry, but your dress is amazing and sparkly, and I'm sparkly too. This is very exciting. <laughs> and then, hi, my name's Kelly. <laughs> uh, and uh, we got chatting, and I uh, made a new friend who... Um, is an author that I uh, had seen on Twitter a couple of times, but um, so that's you know an, an instant connection. Um, right. As long as you're willing to introduce yourself, I feel like a lot of times people have conversations they just go on and on and they don't say their names. Um, it's important to make that connection before you walk away. Otherwise, you will feel awkward when you see that person again <laughs> because you'll be like, "Do they know my name?" Do I know their name? Can I say it? Is it weird to introduce myself after meeting them five times? Am I supposed to? <laughs> um, just introduce yourself almost immediately. Um, especially if you're someone like me whose name tag says K.M. Sparrow, which is not first name. People don't know what to call me. Yeah. Right. And also, isn't it kind of, uh, well, especially at cons and what have you, if you've met somebody before, and you want to try to approach them at a different con, it's it's less intimidating because even if you don't remember their name, pretty much everybody's got a name tag. <laughs> I am constantly like screening down to see people's name tags. <laughs> yeah. Because like I have had so many people, especially since I've been to so many cons lately, will come up to me and be like, Kelly, and I'm like, hey. <laughs> but like you know sometimes it's like it's not it doesn't make you a bad person it doesn't mean you weren't memorable it just means that if you run into a hundred people in a night like and you're drinking and like you're you know being inserted in other people's conversations and people are jumping into yours but like there's just no way like your human brain can remember like everyone's name so just like glance down nonchalantly and problem solved also like in order to remember people better like it does help if you can on the spot or like before you go to bed 
um, like follow the person on Twitter or like look them up on Facebook if that's a thing you're comfortable doing because that way like I can go through in the morning and like see who I followed um, and like remember my conversations from the night before basically like give myself a refresh so that when I see the person the next day I'm like you you talked what's <laughs> happened you're all so hungover same <laughs> So I, I last night um, when I was uh, just hanging out with friends, essentially, I ran into a situation where this this author or this writer that I just met uh, ran. He just met an editor that he really greatly admired. He did the thing of introducing himself, but unfortunately did not pick up on the cues of don't go any further. Like, don't pitch your book to me? Go um, further, or no, don't I, stay was, and talk to me? Yeah, yeah well, It was one of those things where the, the person involved, the, the other person was uh, pretty introverted. Okay. Um, and and it was just, they were trying to connect on a personal level and didn't pick up on the, the other cues that was the, the person was kind of giving out. So, you do have to be really, really self-aware when you're in convention situations, which I know, like, not everyone is great um, at picking up social cues, but I would say that if you're trying to actively meet people like editors and agents and authors that you admire, um, that you have to make a conscious effort to watch the people that you're talking to. Um, because, you know, especially by day, like, two or three, lots of us are just tired of people. Like, it really doesn't matter who you are. Um, you just want to, like, go sit by yourself in a corner and be the person on your phone. Um, <laughs> chances are, though, like, if you're at a party, like, you know that you're going to run into folks. Um, so if you, like, see a person you admire and you want to introduce yourself, um, and, you know, hi, you know, I'm Kelly Spera, nice to meet you, hi, I'm, I'm Bob or whatever, um, and then if you have a moment where you can say, like, I really enjoyed uh, such and such a book, uh, I know you edited, you work with so-and-so author, Oh, great, you know, I'm glad you enjoyed it. And then you see that person's eyes <laughs> glaze over. Just say something like, I'm just heading to the bar to get a drink. Like, I hope you, you know, have a good rest of your con. I hope to see you around. Like, the graceful exit is very much as part, like, as important as, like, the graceful entrance. Because you don't want to be remembered as the person who, like, made them sit and, like, stare at their watch. And yeah. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You don't want to be memorable for the wrong reason. No, it's better not to be known than to be like the irritating person. Um, so, uh, talking of graceful exits, sometimes in, in a party there will be uh, circles formed, and sometimes the circles move in a way that uh, you get left out of the circle. So, what do you do then? Um, so, A, if you know someone in that circle, that person is being a dick if they're not including you. <laughs> but it might not be that they're being a dick, it might also be that they just, like, are engaged in a conversation. So, like, they're either being a dick or they're just, like, in the moment. But, um, but how do you tell? How do you tell? <laughs> well, you... They're probably not being a dick if they're your friend. Um, if they're your friend, they should... If, first of all, if you're in the circle, actively look at everyone who, like, is in the space. And if you know people, like, I do think that you have, like, uh, like a sort of, like, uh, manners responsibility to at least introduce the person who's with you and stand 
back far enough so that they are part of the circle. Sometimes people like come up and squeeze their way in like while you're already engaged in a conversation. Um, and you certainly don't need to interrupt the person you're talking with um, to, you know, give a, like a whole monologue introduction. And, but um, if you find yourself slowly being edged out of a circle, which happens to literally everyone, um, you know, you can either you can either try to engage someone else um, who looks like they're not actively participating in the conversation. Like, um, last night I ended up downstairs at the bar um, from a rather big party that was upstairs because I just needed um, a break in some space. And um, we kept... I, tried, I was talking to um, Matt Wallace, who does the Digitators podcast with me. Oh, yeah. And all of a sudden, like, the two of us were like, by ourselves and we were like man we keep getting edged out of this bigger conversation we just kept reinserting ourselves if there's two of you or more then you can be like hey let's expand the circle like I've just said that out loud before like hey let's join the rest of these people so he and I like walked over and just they had people expanded the circle but you know it's also okay to like break off into smaller groups you can have more regular conversations also you can just say I'm gonna head to the bar and if you say it out loud um even if no one's actively listening it doesn't look like anyone's listening um it's okay to just sort of give the appearance that you were part of the conversation still or that maybe like give someone the benefit of the doubt that they you know care that you were there just slinking off is um i, I would not advise it just kindly slinking off but i would say you know hey like i'm just gonna give you a drink like i'll see you guys later even if no one's listening like you know they might be and that's just nice. And then you just go find someone else to talk to. <laughs> As a person who kind of has the uh, okay, I'm done now <laughs> effect when it comes to conversations, I have found that my like, oh, it's great, it was great to see you, and and to, like to say things that will definitively close off a conversation as nicely as possible. If you say it really nicely, even if you say like, just like it was really nice to see you, and then like wave and yeah. give the like I'm going over here now kind of body language usually yeah. people respond really well to that yeah. because it gives them the out without having them feel like yes. they are being dismissed either it's just sort of like it's like here you have an opportunity to leave also <laughs> yeah I mean because I mean the goal of like most of these parties is not for you to talk to one person for three hours yes the goal is for you to see as many people as possible and to have as many genuine conversations in that time as you can so like if you've been talking to a small group for like two minutes that might not be enough maybe you want to hang out there some more um and so you stay and then maybe 20 minutes have passed and it's not them it's you you just need a break yeah <laughs> and it might that break might be another group of people right you know just be like hey like i'm gonna i like i'm gonna go say hi to whoever everyone understands like everyone is also seeing 800 other people like if you move on they're not gonna be like personally hurt and sometimes these things sort of naturally happen. Like the circles break down and then new people join into different circles and osmosis, conversation <laughs> yeah. osmosis. Absolutely. So one of the things that you do that, that uh, continually impresses me is that you constantly bring people together and you bind them through their interests. I like to match make with my friends. <laughs> it makes me happy when Okay, it's like when you really love a book or a movie and you want to share it with someone and you really hope that they love it too, like that's how I feel about people. Um, so if I know that I have a couple friends um, who have something in common, like I love nothing more than to sort of hook them up as friends. 
Um, and that works like on a personal and professional level, especially in uh, like writing where everyone's sort of like friend co-workers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so I guess we always have multiple groups of friends um, in publishing. Like there's the people that you might be directly working with now. There's the people that you like went to workshop with. There's the people that you know from your hometown. There's etc. So um, I just try if it's in a, if you're in a smaller space like the world kind of is huge. So it's just yeah. like people literally bumping into each other. Um, but if you're in a smaller space, like I will literally say to someone like um, like Hey Nina, you should meet Jay like because you right. both like X. So I'll say that to Nina first, and um, then we'll walk over and we'll just stand quietly at the edge of whatever circle um, Jay is already at and then when there's a lull I'll say hey Jay like good to see you um, we'll shake or whatever hug and I'll say this is my friend Nina and then I'll introduce um, them to each other because introductions um, are the way that you let them know that they have something in common and this is why you are bringing them together um, so you might say like um, this is Nina Nina likes uh, German dungeon porn <laughs> I, as a purveyor of German Dungeon Porn, produces German Dungeon Porn. You guys should be friends. (laughs) Did you expect that? Most of the audience. But, uh, you know, that sort of thing. And and a lot of the times that um, if you're in a space that's less, where there if you're in a space where there are a few, uh, fewer people, um, that's also a great time to do non-writing and publication interests, because especially if you're introducing somebody who is um, a gatekeeper to somebody who is a creator, um, it's less intimidating, it makes the gatekeeper feel less used, um, you should never <laughs> use people. But, yeah. Um, but if you both like, you know, roller skating, you can be like, oh, hey, like, so-and-so roller skated for, like, a decade, and this person throws roller skating parties, like, oh my god, you both like roller skating. So you, you, you said two things that I, I kind of wanted to, to back up on and just sort of, um, reiterate or talk about. Um, you mentioned, uh, the, like, handshake or hug thing. Um, which we were actually talking about this earlier uh, at one of the parties, which is that the culture of people who hug at conventions, I have noticed, especially at Worldcon, that people are awesome about asking first. Yes. And I just kind of wanted to mention that because I thought it was very cool. And then... You should definitely like, just never go up and hug someone you don't know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But you would be surprised how many people don't know that. So Yeah, but also, also if you kind of do know them... You might want to ask yeah. because you're like very close friends. Yes. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we ran into someone that we know um, from online and we all just, it's funny because we started walking towards each other and we both stopped and we, <laughs> and like there was like the, the, our bodies were both doing that sort of like pre-hug yeah. motion. Well, the, the, the pre-hug body language is kind of the same thing. Like yeah. if you give that, and like, then we sit and we're like, yeah. do you hug? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but there are so many, I, I've heard, I've heard so many people say, do you hug yes. this weekend? Yeah. And I love that. Yes. Like, it, yeah. I, I also want to say, though, that uh, just in general, be conscious about touch in general. I mean, if you're coming yes. up from behind somebody, even just, even just, I'm just going to do this, Kelly, All right. just a little pat on the back, a little bit, to just to let them know that you're there, is sometimes not acceptable. Yeah. You want to be in visual 
contact and, and asking is not a problem. Yeah. Yeah. Um, not asking maybe. Not not asking, not asking can be a huge, can be a huge problem. problem. Unless you really know them well and what their preferences are. Yes. yes. So. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and you know some people don't want to be touched like literally at all. They don't even want to shake hands. And you you really just have to sort of get the vibe from the person. Um, and that's why I say it's really important to like be perceptive. Be perceptive. And of course, I mean, asking is always the definitive way to find out. Um, but sometimes when you're like in a large um, you know, if you see someone who has their hands in their pockets, that means I don't want to shake your hand. And it's probably not personal. It probably means they've shaken a million hands and they don't want to catch a contact. Yes. Or it means also, like they're uncomfortable touching people. So yeah. yeah. Also, there are a lot of people these days doing fist bumps instead of uh, handshakes yeah. because of con plague. Yes. Con because plague. we call, yeah. call it con plague in Finland because it's a plague, not a crud. Yeah, I, mean, you can, I mean, a lot. I have just like, if I've seen someone with their hands in their pockets or like their hands are uh, cl- uh, clasped in front of or behind them when I walk up to them, they should just nod in their direction. Or I'll raise my glass, um, just like that's sort of like a cheers acknowledgement, like nice to meet you. Raise the glass, tip the hat, something like that to acknowledge their presence. Hand of the heart. Them. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's yep. becoming more popular, hand of the heart. Uh, also, uh, their their level of acceptance of touch may be changing throughout the con. Yes. Because I think we were mentioning earlier that you get to day three of a con, of a like a four or five day con, you may be in this fuck off zone where you don't want to really yeah. deal with anyone. Yeah. Um, so just be aware of yeah. that and just ask if you even have the slightest doubt. Yes. Just uh, a sliver of doubt. Yeah, no one's ever going to judge you for asking, but they will absolutely judge you for not asking. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Well, there are some people who, who, who judge people for wanting to be asked. And well, those people's opinions don't matter to me. <laughs> yeah, frankly. Yeah. I mean, and even like, so physical location um, can depend on this kind of stuff. Like, if everyone is standing in a room in a circle, um, people are... I say more likely. This all comes with a disclaimer that of like everything we just talked about. But people yeah. are more likely to be shaking hands if everyone's standing in a circle. That's the kind of space where if you'll see someone's hands in their pockets, um, that means no thanks. Or like if I'm, we're sitting in this little grotto right now. Like if I'm sitting here in this grotto and like someone walks over, we're not necessarily all going to stand up and shake yeah. hands. Yeah. I might sitting here. I might just look at you and like nod or say hi, nice to meet you. Like that's it. Like we don't all have to like. Um, I, because we're doing this with people here, I want to ask if you guys, presence, yeah, if you guys have questions you want to ask Kelly that you have on your mind. So let's go ahead. Should I? Uh, am I going to be audible, or do you want to? I'll, I'll, I'll repeat it, but I mean you'll probably be audible. You look audible there. Yeah. Oh, cool. So the thing that leaves mind is, uh, hi, I'm Ruben, by the way, audience. <laughs> um, in these social situations, navigating uh, alcohol, both because that's you know bar con is the common thing, and both for people who don't drink and for people who really like to drink, uh, how to sort of work around that for both angles. Um, so you never have to drink if you don't want to. 
Um, but you know, lots of people like, especially those, and I've found out several people that I've been like talking to don't drink, like halfway through a conversation. I've been like, oh, blah, 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 we're getting cocktails. And they're like, I actually don't drink. And I'm like, oh my God, why didn't you say something? <laughs> like I wouldn't have gone on. Um, it is like, there is a culture like, of drinking, like at con. So, I mean, having something in your hand, like if you don't want to deal with that, like holding a glass of water um, is a signal that like you are occupied with a beverage of some kind and it doesn't matter what it is. If it's, and if you really don't want anyone to bother you, like a soda or something, let people make their own assumptions. Um, also, it's good to be aware of your own alcohol tolerance because you don't want to be a sloppy drunk. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. that's going to be very, very bad for you. Uh, also, since the... Uh, uh, Mandatory mention of Mary Robin Paul. Ding! <laughs> I just learned the ding. <laughs> it gets me. Um, Mary often has like a, a glass of scotch that she nurses for a good long while. Mm-hmm. And, you know, nobody's going to force you to drink this glass of high class of uh, scotch. Um, fast because you want to be savoring it so you know just having a glass that has anything in it whether it's water or or uh, whiskey it's gonna you know yeah no one's gonna try and thrust another one on you I usually like to get something fizzy at cons um, like uh, a cider or um, champagne which like a lot of people are like ooh you're drinking champagne I'm like yeah because it has bubbles in it because it takes me longer to drink something that has bubbles in it. Like, point blank. Like, because otherwise, and also, um, you know, it can be hard to get to the bar or the bartender. So, you know, if you get a, if you get something bigger that takes you longer to drink, you don't have to worry about, like, fighting yourself to get back over there. Like, your mouth is dry. And, like, not to sound weird, but, like, ah, that happens all the time when you're just, like, constantly, if you have water or whatever, and then you're just, like, sitting there talking and talking in your mouth. is like gummy. It's a horrible feeling. <laughs> um... Well, I also wanted to say, if you don't drink, that's fine. There are lots of people who do not drink that still attend BarCon. It, it is a well-known fact that John Scalzi often goes to BarCon, but he does not drink. That is not his bag. That is not what he does. I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah. Yeah. See, no one knows these things. Oh, okay. Yeah. In some circles. I didn't mean that about so. like, Tim. I just meant that like, it's, it's, yeah. I wouldn't know by looking at yeah. him that he wasn't like, participating in the alcohol yeah, yeah, but he makes it he makes it well known that he he enjoys going to Barcon because he appreciates the ability to talk to people. Yes, and but for his own reasons, he doesn't want to drink, and that's perfectly fine. And he is not the only one. So right. no, if Scalzi can do it, <laughs> right? Yeah. You too can do it. <laughs> so. I mean, that said, if you want to drink, um, be aware of how much you're drinking. <laughs> yeah. I like to drink um, at cons. Uh, I've never... <laughs> I actually was talking about this with some people last night. I think... Um, I don't know how many people... I should, probably shouldn't make people. I was <laughs> at the air with a tour party last night, and um, uh, it sort of came up that, like, when I do drink, like, only a couple, I turn into, like, an angry queer. <laughs> I know what my on mode is. Like, I know, like, after a couple, like, if I, okay, well, I will, like, you know, so at the Nebula's, um, 
I had an offer of rep from my agent at the Nebulas, and I was very excited, and I received three free dream tickets uh, from a friend at the CIFO reception, which I used, and they were generous pours. And then I ran into my friend Mike, and he was like, I'm going to the bar. And I was like, well, I was going to go to bed, but that sounds better. <laughs> and, like, you know, then he bought me a drink, like, was like, congratulations. And I was, like, low-level drunk. And, like, you know, it was like, oh, there's a bunch of people that I, like, want to go talk to. <laughs> but, like, I know... I mean, no one, I mean, when you're drunk, your inhibitions are low, but like, know thy drunk self. Like, I mean, I know what I start to talk about and, you know, things come up that like irritate me and I know that I can carry a conversation and I knew the people I surrounded myself with and I wasn't like falling off my stool or anything. Like, I mean, you know, just be aware and like have a water. Jesus. Karen. Karen. All right. Anyway. Party of six. We've been invaded. Yeah. Seal seal the blast doors. Be smart about it is the the moral of the story. Um, Yeah. But getting a water at the same time as you order another drink is always smart. smart idea. Because you'll probably want to get back up for that water. Or someone will offer to buy you a drink, and then you'll be like, I didn't see that coming. Now I have two drinks. Yeah. Uh, Yep. A, a good a, a good overall strategy is if you are planning on, on drinking, going uh, one-to-one alcohol glass of water is a very good strategy. You will appreciate it from like the, uh, if you do have a hangover, it is going to be far less than the hangover you had if you, it was just alcohol. Yes. Um, so that's good. Uh, part of what we're saying here about being drunk and knowing your drunk self kind of ties into some of the self-care stuff we talked about before. Getting enough sleep, making sure you eat. Yep. Yeah, I'm getting a pedicure after this. <laughs> <laughs> self-care. There's that. <laughs> I mean, a part of self-care is also like, um, I, this is a question that came up at the uh, networking workshop, and that is like, if you're an introvert, like, what do you do? And, like, lots of people in publishing are introverts. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so, like, I'm an introvert, but I'm just, like, a really outgoing introvert. When I'm around people, I love it. I want to see everyone. I want to talk to everyone. I want to have fun. I want to drink. Um, but, like, when I hit a wall and I'm done, like, I'm out. Like, I just leave. I mean, I say goodbye first. And then I leave. Um, last night, I was down here chatting with uh, Jay and Tim and some folks, and I was just like... My head was slowly making its way onto the table, and I was like, you know, it's 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 bedtime. It's time to pick up my shoes and head out. Uh, <laughs> but like during the day, mostly take naps and relax, and like get food that I enjoy, and like have very low key conversations. Or um, the other night, um, Nina and Jay and I were down here um, amidst all the people and we're just done with it so we went up to the uh, Sifla suite which is like has mood lighting and comfortable couches and uh, had free drinks and we just you know took our conversation to a place where we could sort of detox from people um, we, we should probably for people not familiar with Sifwa oh sorry it stands for Science Fiction and Fantasy Writers of America and they host suites at some of the bigger cons yeah and there are usually other quiet rooms and things you can go to if you're not in Sifwa for yeah. example like, I know I actually saw on the con floor there was a quiet room. Nice. Yeah. There are actually a lot of cons actually do have quiet rooms. Um, uh, Four Street uh, that I've attended has a quiet room. I'm not sure about Convergence. does. Um, Convergence does. That's what, okay. that's what I yeah, thought. Yeah, and you're like yeah. generally not missing out on anything like during the middle of the day. I mean, you're missing programming. 
but if you know which programming you want to go to and which you don't, if you have like two hours, like just go take a nap. Yeah. Like no one's gonna be like, oh my god, where were you? Like what they will wonder is like if you're asleep at like nine o'clock the next night. Like that's if you genuinely are going somewhere to network, like that's where you're missing it. Yeah. Yeah. So take a nap, take care of yourself during the day so that you can stay awake and hang at night. Are there other questions about networking? Anyone, 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 anyone? Everyone here is already an expert. All right, all right. <laughs> We've all been made into experts by your wonderful... Uh, I do want to say... example. I want to yes. say one thing, I guess, because it was brought up earlier, that's sort of like, I don't know if this is recorded or not, but we were chatting about like how it takes me like a long time to make it across the room. Um, that's because, like, if you... A, the bar here at Worldcon is exceptional. Like, it's huge. And there's a lot of open floor space. Um, that is not the reason you're taking so long to get across. <laughs> it's why, a nice try, though. It's a nice try. But that's why there are so many people that are like in the same space that like yeah yeah. yeah. So like if you are even going from like a seated area with people to the bar, like you're you're gonna hit people that you know. And I like to you stop have a lot of those. and say hi um, and chat with people for like a couple of minutes and then I don't want to be rude and just like take off but I can I can say oh, I'm on my way to the bar like you know I'll, I'll catch you around later but like you know part of part of networking and like making friends and you know the reason we go to cons is to catch up with people we don't get to see all the time so like if you stop and have 10 conversations on your way like people get it like and you'll be back <laughs> and if you're not, that's too bad for you. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I think that like if you see people, like you should certainly stop and say hi if you want to, because like chances are you won't see them again for another couple of months. If you're lucky, yeah. if you're yeah, lucky, lucky. chances yeah. are years. longer. Yeah, and especially with a lot of, uh, especially with like Worldcon, a lot of international yes. people. Hi, Nina. We actually could be in the same room with you. So insane. <laughs> You know, we, we get to see you maybe a couple times a year, and that's because Finland has wonderful, uh, you know, things like vacations. Yeah. <laughs> Unlike here that. in America, where we work vacation. our asses off for nothing. Socialist paradise that is Finland. I pay vacations. Well, that's because you're, you're better off than many of us. Great job. <laughs> yeah. So, so okay. in summary. <laughs> Already? <laughs> well, we've been talking for uh, 30 minutes. Over. Yeah, people should realize that this is going to be an extra long episode, right? Yeah, but we still have uh, reading recommendations. Oh, come on. Really? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. yes. God. <laughs> I am totally not prepared for this. Well, nope, too bad. <laughs> oh shit, Tim, you're just right. Oh come on, Bad surely kid. surely you have a book in your suitcase somewhere that you can find your red. I, I do have one in my in mind that I can talk about. Good. Uh I, I did before we go to the reading recommendations, do we want to talk about Worldcon just in general a little bit? Yeah, I think that's a good idea for people who've never been and maybe are interested in it, especially since it's going to be in Helsinki next year and it's going to be kind of yes. an exceptional thing. For yes. be Polar Bear Land, Worldcon 75. Nina? Um, <laughs> I'm not exactly sure what you want me to talk about. <laughs> no, I think we should World talk Con about the culture of Worldcon in general. I mean, it's kind of a unique thing, isn't it? I don't think so. You don't think so? I don't. You think, think this so. is like every con you go to? Yeah. Oh. 
that's my experience. Okay. I More actually, fans, less uh, in. Um, yeah, it is a fairly Spanish con. Yeah, more fans in uh, relation to, for example, World Fantasy Convention, but uh, more writers in terms of uh, relation in relation to uh, smaller, more Spanish focused conventions. So, gotcha. But in general, I think the well, it kind of <coughs> hits a middle ground on uh, because. Yeah, I mean, if you're talking about like a fan convention, like say like a Dragon Con or a Comic Con, those are fan conventions. There may be a writer track. Right. The ratio of fans to writers is way higher. Than yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, but the general atmosphere is going to be very similar to yeah. what you have here. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Or my money is just another convention. Okay. Fair enough. But it's a convention. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was told that, like, that Worldcon is so big and, like, you have to make plans to see people if you want them. You don't, because I usually attend, like, the smaller SFF conventions, um, like World, uh, um, World Fantasy and um, the Nebulas and some of my local cons. But, like, what if you establish a bar, like, if there's the Barcon bar, um, I mean, you're. I've bumped into tons of people. Like, I only yeah. land with one person. Um, and uh, other than that, like, you know, as of like five minutes ago, like, I could just look out into the room we were at and name like five to ten people that like I'd either known already or met since I've been here. Um, so bumping into people here has been surprisingly easy, and it, it's felt small yeah. on like a local level. Like, right. I still know, being several thousand people. Big. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, you want to keep, you kind of want to, it's okay to keep a schedule, but it's probably suggested something like this. Keep a loose schedule that you're willing to just duck out of things. Yeah. Be um, flexible. Be flexible. With Realize that. when you've overscheduled yourself. Yeah, like I marked like a hundred panels to attend and I've been to like four. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> next. Yeah, just being aware of yourself and being like, maybe like earmarking a few things that are like really high priorities like wow I really like this author I really need to go to their panel yeah, yeah. Um, or like you know this topic is going to be really important for the book I'm working on maybe I want to talk to the, the panelists afterwards or whatever and that's like a like a networking thing too because like before you go to a con you should know what your like sort of goals are if you have any yes um, even if that's like I want to see this panel or like I want to meet this person or like something like that if you yeah. plan in advance then you're more likely to be looking for them or to be like right. knowing when their schedule is like so you can go and watch their panel or attend their literary beer or something like that yeah and Worldcon at least uh, I don't know if the other cons are like this but the neat thing that I found was the programming guide online actually yeah. had links to like if you found a person you wanted to see more of you could totally see what other panels they were yeah, on that's nice. and uh, find out yes cool all right. Well, I suppose we better. We should start wrapping move up. Move on to. Uh, well, have we summarized? Do we need to summarize? I'm not sure we can. I don't summarize. think there's any way. Networking is good. <laughs> networking. I, don't be an ass. As an outro, like networking gets like shit on as like a sort of dirty word a lot of the time. But like in publishing, it just sort of means like being good to each other, making friends, and like making sure that those friendships stay stay strong because you don't see each other all the time yeah good point yeah all right all right well 
Well, Tim, <laughs> have you been ready, reading any good books lately? I haven't, but... <laughs> <laughs> Only shitty books. <laughs> I Don't haven't. tell us what they are. No, no, no. Actually, um, there is a book here that I, I picked up at Worldcon itself that I, I have not got a chance to read, um, but I want to read it, and I'm really excited about it. And I can't tell you anything about it other than who wrote it and what the name of it is. It is Making Conversation or Camp Conversations by Teresa Nielsen Hyden, who is uh, one of the guests of honor here. It's essentially a collection of essays that she has on a wide swath of uh, topics. And so I'm excited to read this because uh, she's, a, she's a very good editor. And uh, I've heard very good things about her writing, so we can we can kind of go from there. So, Jay, have you been reading anything interesting? Me read? Yeah. What? Well, it's slush season at Uncanny, so <laughs> uh, now everybody knows that I'm already about the comfort food reads as it is. Um, but so <laughs> I have an extra dire need, and so oh Jesus, what are they called? Um, the uh, School of Good and Evil books by Soman Chinani, and um, I'm on the third one right now, uh, and it's in my suitcase for my for my travels. Uh, but it, basically, it is a um, story of essentially uh, teenage uh, princesses, princes, witches, and warlocks who are um, engaged in some very interesting. Uh, I guess I would say sort of. A, a almost like a culture war of good versus evil, um, and uh, the main characters in that series are just really kind of delightful to follow along with. They're the main, I would say, the mainest character is this girl Sophie, who really believes that she should be a princess, <laughs> Same. but she is a witch. <laughs> Um, in any case, uh, so she spins. <laughs> <laughs> she is blonde. <laughs> um, but in any case, so um, so it follows her adventures with her best friend Agatha, who believes that she should be a witch, uh, but is a princess. <laughs> Aww, no. that's really cute. And uh, and then um, of course there are of course there is a uh, male romantic love interest who happens to be a prince. Uh, and there are lots of lots of complications with that, uh, and so um, it's a delightful series, highly recommended. Um, I'm on the third one right now, but there there are three books out at the moment. Uh, Nina, yes, um, I've been reading a book that came out just this week. I think on uh, Tuesday it did come out on Tuesday because it came out while I was flying to Worldcon. <laughs> I know exactly uh, what this is. <laughs> I'm of course talking about Mary Robinette Cole's Rose Talking. <laughs> Sorry, the ding ding came and went already. Damn it. <laughs> we dinged to, anyway. Trying to be cool. Uh, yeah, so uh, Ghost Talkers tell the tells the story of um, a Yankee heiress Ginger Stuyvesant who is a medium in working in on the uh, UK side during World War One, and uh, there's fabulous dresses there's danger intrigue ghosts and uh, <laughs> codes so wonderful 
Awesome. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly, what Nina. have you been reading? Thank you. Space Raptor Bug Invasion. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding, I read that a while ago. Yeah. <laughs> in order to properly vote for the Hugos. Not pounded in the butt by the by Hugo uh, nomination. The Hugo nomination. That came out after he was nominated, so no, I did no, it for no. free. Uh, the, um, uh, pounded in the butt by the pound. Yeah. That one's a little too intellectual for me. Love is real. Um, so I'm like reading many things at once, um, mostly because I am uh, revising my novel right now, which means that I can't stop and read as well. But um, before I started doing that, I was reading, actually, um, not SFF, this is just um, a gay erotica. <laughs> um, it's called For Real by Alexis Hall, <gasps> yes! which was wrecked to me by some friends, and then I won on Twitter, which was really exciting. Um, and I also uh, started listening to um, on Audible uh, The Alchemist of Souls by Anne Lyle um, but work got crazy so I didn't have a chance to um, finish it yet and um, just one darling no I want to say one more this this isn't actually but this is also a slash of recommendation for this topic that we talked about um, and that is that you should all read The Usual Path to Publication oh yeah by, uh, it's edited by Shannon Page, and it's a bunch of essays by um, successful um, authors and basically telling how there is no usual publication, like in all their stories. <laughs> cool. Excellent. Cool. All right. Uh, three. All right. So, uh, so before we just kind of wrap off and sign off, I'd like to thank everybody who came here and listened to us live. That was Yay. exciting. Yay. Uh, we uh, unfortunately have to shut down the, the underground waterfall Grotto and, and uh, plant the C4 to, to blow up on our exit. <laughs> we are hardcore. This podcast is self-destruct. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so I'll do the sign-off. Well, yeah. Yeah. All right, so this has been the Mad Writers Union. Now let's get to networking. Yay! <laughs> Our intro music is Cephalopod by Kevin McLeod at IncomTech.com. Licensed under a Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. We hope you enjoyed our first Not Safe for Work podcast, where we could say fuck without the... Oh, I see. Anyway, did you like it? Let us know. You can reach us at our website, MadWritersUnion.com. You can find us on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash themadwritersunion. You can tweet to us on our Twitter handle at madwritersunion. And last but not least, you can email us at madwritersunion at gmail.com. If you enjoy our podcast and want to help spread the word, please leave a review at iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast repository. And we promise we'll find out what's going on with this f***ing beep. Alright, I'm so sorry. Again, please. Again, from the top! Once more feeling. Yes. Go ahead. <laughs> Hi, I'm Nina Niskanen. Hi, I'm Kelly Spara. Spara. Spara! God damn! <laughs> Welcome to the Mad
Red Writers Union World Chaos. Oh, shit. Let me try this again. <laughs> Fuck. See? Cat is how I was going to say World, World Cat Edition. <laughs> World Cat? That was World Cat. World Cat Convention. That is oh, a different convention. Shit, isn't it? <laughs> we have taken a wrong turn and we're at a furry convention. <laughs> or a, a right turn. <laughs> or a right turn. Yeah, it depends on your point of view, right? <laughs> 